Now we must have some background music to make it really comfortable. Welcome to the May 18th edition of the Walker EC Experience. I'm your host. Host with the most. The host that you love to hate. The host that you love to listen to. The host that you wait by your phone anxiously to hear that little notification. As you're sitting down after a long day of work at the factory. Sitting in your chair. Chewing on your ice. Watching TV or getting home from a long day. Putting on your headphones. Just waiting to hear my voice. This is the Walker AC Experience. I am Adrian, once again, on the 18th of May, the year of our Lord, or whatever you believe in 2021. Welcome to the show. Another Tuesday, an early edition this time, because I promised every Tuesday I would be here like clockwork, and here I am, of course. Now, before we get started, of course, we like to send a special thank you to podbean.com. You can always find me under walkerac76.podbean.com. That is Walker. AC76.podbean.com. You can find me on YouTube under Walker Space AC. You'll see a little fox with a monocle. That's glasses for those of you who are not cultured. And also, you can find me on the app Stereo. Download the Stereo app on your phone to where you can do your own podcast. And I always highly recommend doing your own podcast. Get your voice heard because once again, you matter. And of course, I always start off the show by looking at you. As you sit there, playing on your phone, listening to the show, I look at you and I ask, how are you doing today? Are you doing okay? Do something nice for yourself, something nice for somebody else? Because in this world, like I said so many times, ad nauseum, all there is is you in this world, and you must take care of you. If you need anybody to talk to, of course you can always talk to me under slacking majestically one at yahoo.com that is slacking majestically oh one yahoo.com i will respond to your emails like i always do i'll always respond to you in a timely manner thank you for the emails we've received so far in i will respond to you and maybe read some of those on the air last week was a very informative show surprisingly was received very well um and so moving forward i will you know read some more emails and get some more feedback because once again you know you're important and you matter so, enough dribbling on, because like I mentioned last week, I was going to have a special guest, but things got a little bit changed around and a little bit uh, discombobulated and all those other big words I don't feel like pronouncing. Um, we talk about evolving um, ourselves and becoming better versions of ourselves. And you must have an open mind you know, in life, because what's the point of you know, going through life not being able just to experience new things? Because that's what life is about, new experiences... And just trying out something new. Like I mentioned, I tried out sushi. I loved it. It's amazing. I'm officially hooked on it now. And with life number two happening, I want to you know delve into something different. You know, um, lately I've been into incense. I know everybody does incense, blah blah blah. I know, but you know, I go in different things, and and I want to try something new. So in saying that, I think I've led you guys on long enough. I'd like to introduce. My co-host for the day, she's an awesome person, um, and she has so many talents, and so we're going to delve into, you know, a, a different side of the Walker AC experience, and the key word is experience, so we're going to try something new, and I would like to introduce a good person, a really good person, and, you know, for those of you who are wondering, are we going to say the name? No, we're not going to say the name. We're going to just call her Miss B., yeah, Miss Bradley. 
Good evening, Miss Bradley. How are you? Good evening, Adrian. I'm great. How are you? I am doing tra la li la mendis. <laughs> so, before we get started, I know our listeners want to know who is this weird person on your show. I know. Just give it a time. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I hadn't thought that question through. I'm not even going to lie. I, uh, I guess I'm on here today because I'm going to talk about some of my beliefs. Um, along those lines, I, uh, I tend to refer to myself as a pagan or as a witch. Some people will. Um, we're not talking like, you know, Wicked Witch of the West. I don't have green skin. I have no lumps on my nose. Um, but... It's a practice in which I honor the earth and sort of manifest good things in my life for myself and others. So it um, is a very different kind of belief system. And there are a lot of people that actually follow their belief system or even follow it in different ways. There are Christian witches out there. There are Hellenistic people, uh, monotheists, polytheists, you know, people that don't even um, practice the craft that are also pagan or, um, as some refer to, Wiccan. Um, I am not a Wiccan. Um, Typically, Wiccans practice in a coven, and I do not have a coven. not because I don't particularly get along with people, that's not it. It's that my craft is very personal to myself, and I don't feel that expressing that with other people is necessarily where I am in my life. Okay, now you mentioned pagan. Yes. So what is the definition of pagan? So a pagan person is someone who follows a different or a non-streamlined religion. So technically speaking, if you follow a Hellenistic way, which is Greek, um, you are pagan. If you follow a Norse mythology, you are pagan. If you take from different sorts of deities like I do you're pagan it's anyone that follows one of the older religions there's hundreds if not thousands of them out there and it's anyone that's not a Christian not Jewish not Hindu Muslim um, any of the main or Buddhist any of the main religions that you see out there but typically a pagan will have an older belief system so it's a very broad term. And what is the common misconceptions? You know, when it comes to, when you hear the word pagan, and you say the word witch, and, you know, I mean, general, <laughs> most, you know, most most people, you know, misunderstand. Yes. So. A huge misconception is that we sacrifice babies, and we make human sacrifice, and we kill people. We do not. We um, also do not hurt people. We're very peace-based. That's not to speak for all pagans or all witches, but typically speaking, it is very peace and blessing and earth-based. The idea that karma is out there, the idea that what you put out will come back to you, Um, some people follow that for that reason. Others follow it because, you know, everything that you do affects everything around you. 
And the biggest misconception, in fact, I've actually had people approach me about this misconception, is that we worship the devil. I'm sorry to tell you, pagans don't believe in the devil. We don't. There is no devil for us. Um, if you want to think about hell, you could think about in the Norse mythology way. Hell is a place where the uh, dead go if they don't go to Valhalla. That's how Norse people believe. I have a friend who follows the North Norse way, and it's not my cup of tea, but it's his. And for me, if you want to ask me, well, don't you believe in hell? Hell can be a bad day on earth. Heaven can be a wonderful day in the arms of someone that you love or doing something that you enjoy. Going to the beach, walking hand in hand with someone, that can be heaven, you know? We are not evil. We simply are. Interesting. Now, with being a pagan witch, as you would say, um, do you have any particular rituals that you practice on any particular day or month? And if you do, what is a certain you know ceremony or you know something a ceremony that you practice with fellow pagans or something that you do by yourself? Um, give me an example uh, of a holiday. So there are lots of holidays. One nice thing about being pagan that there are a lot of different holidays for us. Um, we have basically a wheel of holidays. Um, recently, we just had Beltane, which was on May 1st. Beltane is a fire holiday. It's um, also a, a mm, my words, <laughs> a fertility holiday. Um, in certain parts of the world, you hear it referred to as May Day which um, typically has people using a maypole where the children will braid ribbons around the pole with flowers in their hair. Um, it's a holiday that is specifically to honor religious deities of the um, fertility type or of the fire type, any sort of um, sort of... Um, I lost my train of thought. I do apologize. Um, it's okay. <laughs> any kind of deity at that time that you feel drawn to, but it is typically a huge celebration. Um, they even have a Beltane festival at Stonehenge in England. They have a large bonfire. It is the coming of the uh, coming together of the god and the goddess. Essentially. Um, like a marriage ceremony for them as well and the blessing of the field and so a lot of times there's different ways that you can celebrate there's different ways that you can worship but a lot of times people have bonfires they dance they sing they drink they have food they congregate as a community because it's a community-based holiday there's also in bulk uh ostara which is basically easter um that's where the easter bunny comes from actually is Ostara. Um, Oeste is a fertility deity that basically deals with eggs and bunnies because bunnies, you know, reproduce very quickly. Um, there's Samhain, which is Halloween, basically, mm -hmm. or um, for some, Day of the Dead. Uh, but Samhain is basically the witch's new year. It is the time when the veils between the worlds are the thinnest. Mm. Um, and so ancient practices for Samhain were to paint your face or wear a mask so that evil spirits could not find you. 
and um, you would leave offerings for loved ones so that they could come home and experience a day with you or a night with you. Um, it's, it's a very open religion, and in a way, moon cycles are also somewhat holidays. Um, full moons, there's rituals that you do at the full moon. You charge your crystals, your stones, you collect water that is charged under the moon for cleansing and for your spells. Um, new moon, you do basically the same thing. A new moon is for beginnings. Um, a new moon, since the new moon is dark and it's beginning from scratch, it basically allows you to start fresh and start a new process. If you want to start a new habit, a lot of times we will start on the new moon because it's a new beginning. Um, the full moon is basically the crux of the way that the moon is and it gives energy. And the moon in and of itself, a lot of people kind of view it as a deity in and of itself. Um, obviously in today's day and age we know the moon is not a deity. But once upon a time, people would worship the sun, the moon. You know, there were gods for the weather, gods for crops, gods for anything. Um, and the cycle of the moon somewhat represents the cycle of a woman, um, maiden, mother, crown. So that triple goddess, especially for a lot of pagans, worship her as the goddess. She begins as a maiden. She becomes a mother, full moon crone as she wanes and then some people worship also a fourth side of her the dark woman or the dark mother um which is also honored there at the um new moon as well now you know i know you're throwing a lot of terminology um <laughs> you know to people no and Not it's meaning to no it's okay it's just you know when, when someone is very passionate about their beliefs you know most people want to learn more about it um, and if, you know, if someone wants to try out something like this, is there a particular starting point? Do they have to read up on something? Do they have to, you know, do they have to do certain things, you know, or is it just a certain process, you know, that you're, that, that I mean, what is, what is, what is the process to start? Well, the beauty of a free religion like this is that you can start anywhere you want. I honestly started with stones. Um, I was fascinated ever since I was a young girl with stones, whether it be just a piece of granite that I picked up off the ground or quartz or just something that caught my eye. I was fascinated and I wanted to know more about them. So of course I'd pick up books about stones and you read about them and their properties, um, metaphysical or otherwise. Um, also my favorite book in the entire world is the Mists of Avalon. The Mist of Avalon, I actually found because I was looking for a book written by someone with my same surname, Bradley. And Marion Zimmer Bradley wrote um, the Avalon series, which begins with The Mist of Avalon. She also wrote the Darkover series, if you're a fan of sci-fi, very good. Um, one of the kind of pioneers of the idea of, because it was written in the 80s, um, Humans go to a different planet, assimilate on the planet, um, kind of assimilate with the other species on the planet, that sort of thing. But as far as the Avalon series goes, The Mists of Avalon is a retelling of the King Arthur story, but from the point of view of a woman. And in it, it describes a religion that was a very feminine religion. And the funny thing about that is 
Marion herself was a priestess of her own faction of pagans. I found that out much later because I was inspired by this book. The description of the religion in the book just inspired me because I was raised Southern Baptist and I'm not saying anything wrong with any other religion. To me, all religions are one religion, all gods are one god, all people are one people. And that's how I view the world because people are no different than each other. The only difference is maybe we speak a different language or maybe we live in a different part of the world, but we're all one family. And I mean, I have cousins that speak different languages and we still get along just fine, you know? So that's my mentality of it. But, um, it's okay. Now you started off, you know, by mentioning, you said, you know, stones. Yes. And, and you, and you had a passion for stones, looking at what they meant, Mm -hmm. origins of that sort. So now, of course, obviously you listeners can't see what's in front of me. You know, she has, you know, various stones, uh, also incense, sage, all that fun stuff like that. Now, not to fall too much into rabbit hole immediately we'll start off slow um you you did mention your passion for stones and once you've dug into that and looked further deeply into it um what was the next step for you so the next step for me was honestly i just started collecting them you can get them from different metaphysical stores you can get them online even tj maxx and home goods carries large stones believe it or not for really good prices honestly Um, But I just started collecting them. And when I was a child, I just, uh, we would go on vacations to different caverns or to waterfalls. And, you know, you can go at the museums and you can buy the little bag full of stones and just kind of like be happy with your little shaky bag of stones that make all this noise. And that's how I started. You know, I had a whole bunch of them. I had little marble eggs about the size of a quarter. And I just was fascinated by them. And as I learned more about them, I realized what they were and why I was drawn to certain types of stones. For instance, I've always been drawn to different types of quartz. Quartz is a universal stone. Pure white quartz, clear quartz, however you want to call it, is in a lot of watches and clocks. It helps them to keep their time properly. That's why you see a watch that says quartz on it. Because it literally has a piece of quartz inside of it to help it to keep time. Mm -hmm. You know, it conducts electricity in a manner that, or I shouldn't say electricity, energy. Um, Same difference, really. But for the purpose of what I'm talking about, obviously electricity and energy are slightly different scientifically. But um, for my purposes, essentially it's the same. And so it can move energy in a specific way. Light is energy. It moves light in a certain way. If you shine light through a quartz on a certain angle, you'll get a rainbow out the other side, you know? And so that is a good base stone to start with. Mm -hmm. And there's different types of quartzes, Um, multiple different types, but the closest related ones, you end up with typical quartz. There's rose quartz, which is pink and kind of a light pink to a dark pink sometimes. Um, Then you end up with smoky quartz, which is kind of a brownish color from like a really light brown, almost like a tea color, all the way down to like a almost black color. Um, And then there's citrine, which is orange. Um, A lot of times you find 
it looks like a normal white or clear quartz with a tip that is orange. And then you end up with amethyst, which is purple. Mm -hmm. Same idea. It can have a white bottom or even a black bottom or different colors um, all the way up to purple. Now, some people will change the tone of color by heating it or by chemically treating it, which can alter the energy that it puts out and that it processes. Um, and you can also find, since they are such similar stones, you can find stones like, say, an ametrine, which is half amethyst, half citrine, where the orange and the purple kind of blends together because in the mantle of the earth, they formed at the same time and they formed around each other. So these are probably the easiest stones to use, and they're the best beginner stones, in my opinion, because you can do so much with them. Also, they're easier to find, because you can find quartz almost anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you can find quartz in statues. Amethyst and citrine you can find in jewelry. Um, sometimes smoky quartz you can find in jewelry as well, just easily. And um, it's, you know, semi-precious stones. In fact, um, amethyst is February's birthstone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one that's very common as well. People who wear a lot of jewelry with purple stones in it, probably are wearing amethyst. Interesting. Now, you talk about stones starting off with that. Now, what is, what is your particular stone, if you have one, and, and what does that mean to you? So, my two favorite stones, I apologize for the noise, I was dropping my stuff. My two favorite stones are rose quartz and amethyst. I use a lot of different stones. I use a lot. And I use a lot of the clear quartz. So really, I should add that in there as well. But the ones that really resonate with me are rose quartz and amethyst. Now, rose quartz is a very feminine stone. It is a stone that helps to manifest love and good relationships and femininity and helps you to connect with your inner feminine self as well as connect with other people. It helps with communication. It helps you to kind of open up your heart to people. And that has to do with color as well as crystal structure and a lot of different factors that would take a very long time for me to explain. But, um... Well, let me say... You know, I mean, like, say, for example, I wanted to get into it, you know, mm -hmm. and I know there are so many layers to it. And yeah. There's so much to it. Um, if that's something I want to delve into, start with stones. Start you know, with stones. Um, look, I mean, look for deep meanings to each stone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you mentioned, amethyst mm -hmm. and other stones like that. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> that I know everything. The word amethyst stuck out of my mind. No, I know what it is. But starting off with stones. Yes. You know, and, and getting your knowledge about that. Um, what would be what would be the next step? Well, the next step, after you read about them, you kind of learn about their energies. Some people go towards chakras. I don't know enough about chakras to really talk about it in depth. But no, no, no. What is chakras? A chakra is basically an energy center within you. There are different energy spots within your body from your head down to your base. And they correspond to different colors and they are for healing purposes. If your chakras are out of alignment, you will feel weird, you will feel unbalanced. And so a lot of people do healing with chakras or with Reiki, which is energy healing. Um, it's a 
I want to say it's Middle Eastern or Indian in origin. I believe Indian in origin. Mm-hmm. Um, India, the country um, in origin. And they do a lot of healing with that. I am not as versed in that, but I do know that there's different colors that correspond with different things. Um, for instance, if I remember correctly, sacral co- the sacral chakra is red or orange. And I believe that is run about your navel, but I may be wrong because, again, I don't know that much about it. Um, I know your crown chakra is um, purple. Okay. And uh, your third eye is purple. It's a different shade of purple. So um, some people go that route. Some people go the route of um, crystal grids and manifestations. Um, a crystal grid is basically you set out a pattern and you set the crystals in a specific way and that is to have them move within each other and have the energy built up to manifest what you choose to manifest, Mm -hmm. whether it be abundance or money. Abundance can be good things coming to you. It can be money. It can be, um that job promotion that you need food come to you if you're unable to produce food things of that nature um it could be for success so it could be for again job promotions um things that you want to achieve helping you to learn how to paint for instance Mm -hmm. success um love trying to manifest better relationships in and of yourself and others around you trying to bring things into your life that you know that you need um maybe even a pet that you want to connect with better or a family member you can manifest different things protection is a big one you know um people give off energy everything does and energy is infinite in this world the sun um creates uv rays and heat heat is energy people give that off we can feel things from each other for instance if you ever meet a person you just click with them you know that is because of their energy and basically if you need protection from people that you feel are awful or that just don't jive with you or someone that you feel wants to harm you you can manifest some protection that way my way essentially was I learned about the stones and I started learning what you can do with the stones, what they manifest, what they're for. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started wearing them. So I wear a lot of stones in jewelry. I uh, carry them in my pockets. I carry them in my purse. I have them in my car. I keep them with me everywhere because protection for um, good luck for good energy, good juju, however you will, Mm. Um, for just that peace of mind, you know? And it makes me feel at ease, you know, having that around, Um, knowing that I have this, I guess, kind of connection to the earth with me. Because they come from the earth. They're, they're made inside of the mantle. They're made from cooling magma and rock. And just, they crystallize. Like a geode. Now, when you keep mentioning you know, crystals and the energy from them, and how they make you feel, is it, 
is my main the main thing is for me is when a person holds a crystal for the first time. <laughs> now we do have a smaller guest in studio. <laughs> Miss um, Bradley's uh, pet dog Armand is into the shot in the studios here, so you might hear some rustling around. Just don't worry about that. Uh, he, he definitely wants to be part of the show. But as I was saying, you know, when it comes to crystals and everything, do you feel a certain presence with them when you hold them or when you have them around you? Um, do you feel a certain like I guess I guess not necessarily power, you know, but a feeling? Yes. Now, now, would you know, with someone who starts, you know, to look into crystals and whatnot, would they feel the same thing you feel? I have had many years of experience in knowing how they feel, so someone just starting out might not feel the exact same thing that I feel. However, um, crystals give off an energy; it's like a vibration. Everything gives off a vibration. Um, your cells, your atoms, are constantly moving. Atoms. They move, they bounce off of each other. That is the type of vibration. Your cells move, they bounce off of each other. Same idea. And um, so everything in this world gives off a certain vibration. People, crystals, plants, animals, um, everything. And so people who are sensitive to that sort of thing can feel that from the stones. And if your energy kind of meshes with the energy of the stone, you'll feel it. Some people describe it as a warmth. Some people describe it as cold. Um, some describe it as a buzzing feeling, almost like, almost like it's actually vibrating in your hand or like you get a tingly feeling. It's very individual for each person. Everybody feels things and experiences things differently, just like we feel and experience the world differently. And so for someone that's just starting out, it's good to have a mentor or someone that can help you. Or if you don't have a mentor or someone that can help you, at the very least, ask questions. If you go into a metaphysical shop and you don't know what you're doing, ask questions. The people there running the shop are more than happy to help you. If you're there and you don't feel comfortable speaking to the people that run the shop, one of the patrons will more than likely be willing to help you. And nine times out of 10, people can tell when you're new and confused and need help. And a lot of times they'll just come over and help you out. So it's a very loving and warm community. And even if you're just dabbling into it, wanting to know just a little bit, people are happy to help you out and help you learn. Hmm, perfect. And also I'm looking at you know your supplies i guess when to call them that uh, of course i see you know the stones and i see incense mm -hmm. and now of course you know once again you know being in my particular generation uh my incense are just to make my house smell good mm -hmm. you know but i know there's a little bit more to that yes so incense does make your house smell good um it is a great 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 air freshener so i will never knock that it's my favorite kind. Um, but the type of incense that you use for different things, it depends on what you're doing. For instance, my favorite incense is dragon's blood. Dragon's blood is a type of resin from a specific type of tree. It's a red resin that you can get in large chunks sometimes, or you can get in a powder. You can burn it over a coal, or you can burn it on a stick. I have the stick kind. 
And that particular brand, I don't even know what the brand is called. I used to buy it from a store in Virginia called The Bookshelf, where I used to live. And it's my favorite incense in the entire world. Mm. And I use it for cleansing my home, pulling out the different energies for my home and getting rid of negativity. I use it for when I do spell work to put me in the right mindset and keep my space clear and clean. Um, a lot of people are used to frankincense and myrrh, like from the Bible. You know, the gifts given to Jesus were frankincense, myrrh, gold, oils. And... Um, Frankincense and myrrh in older times were used to make the dead smell sweet until they were able to be entombed. You would bandage bodies with frankincense and myrrh because of the smell. And it would kind of keep the bad odor from really being offensive while you do the funeral practices. Because back then they didn't have embalming, you know. Other than the Egyptians, no one really prepared their dead that way. Right. And so they would kind of use those for that, as well as to cleanse the air. So you can burn that resin, and frankincense and myrrh are both resins from plants, and they are very easy to find, very fragrant. You burn them, and it cleanses the air. It kind of gives off a very nice aroma, and you just burn them for the smell and for the energy that they give. Some incense, like for instance, um, some people find like temple blend incense is meant to kind of put you in a better mindset for prayer and self-reflection. And again, as always, for cleansing of the air. You know, smoke cleanses mm. the air. Now, you may mention a little bit that <clears throat> something about smells. And, you know, people who are you know, getting into this or curious about it, one word that sticks out is spells. Yes. You know, so once again, it's a common misconception about, you know, pagan, witchcraft, you know, spells, witches brew, stuff like that, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, very, very archaic way of thinking. Yes. Um, but, you know, you mentioned spells. So give me an example of what spell that you do, you know, that makes you feel comfortable, you know, that gives you energy that you need. Um, you know, like let our audience know just, just, just one spell that you might do. So I don't do spells in the arcane way that most people would think. I don't have a book that I read out of. Some people do. Some people read spells and they do them that way. That's not my cup of tea. That's how some people do. But for me, being that I am a solitary witch, being that I don't have a coven, being that I don't answer to anybody, I do what feels right to me. I do a lot of candle magic. Candle magic is essentially where you take a candle of a specific color for whatever you need. Different colors correspond to different things. Um, for instance, um, green could be a color for abundance and luck. Um, in stones, you find that a lot of green stones also kind of go for that as well. Um, because colors have a specific vibrational quality to them as well. Mm. It's light UV bouncing back in a certain way that our eyes are able to discern. And it's a certain wavelength. So if you are, say for instance, doing candle magic and you take a green candle... You can do that for luck. You can do it for prosperity. You can do it for abundance. You can do it for money. Um, 
I'm always careful as to what I do because everything you put out into this world comes back to you. Energy is infinite. You know, you are born, you exist, you die, you go back to the earth, your energy remains within the world. And so you have to remember that things come back, anything you put out. Mm -hmm. And so I try not to be selfish overly with the things that I do. I mostly perform spells or rituals for other people or for people that I love or just in general. And so my candle magic, I put herbs and oils in the candles and they will burn as you go. I pray to my gods or my goddesses and I put intention into what I do. And as the candle burns, so does the spell happen. So say for instance, I am going with the green candle and I want prosperity for myself, for my loved ones, for my friends. I would put certain herbs and oils and um, maybe stones even inside the candle as I light it. And I would pray to whichever god or goddess that I particularly feel drawn to at that moment for prosperity and luck and abundance for myself and those whom I love. And so once again, you know, I'm going to play, you know, the, the person that's not very aware of things, which in this case, you know, I'm, I am unaware, but it's the whole point of, you know, expanding one's mind and learning new things. And so we touched upon stones, touched upon <clears throat> spells and whatnot. So the common person would say, oh, okay, well, you talk about spells and, you know, you have you know, your positive spells for energy, prosperity, you know, um, we don't normally think of spells as all good. Right. So, of course, the question, you know, it's coming. Yes. You know, do they have those, <clears throat> those, those quote unquote evil spells, you know, that you may, you know, that you may wish upon someone, you know, what, you know, like, what is your theory? What is your theory on that? Oh, it's 100% a thing. It is a thing, and people will do it. The thing is, what you put out comes back to you. So if you're putting that negativity out there, you better have a good reason, you know? It's not everybody follows the threefold law, which is a Wiccan thing. It's called the Wiccan Read. And ye harm none, do as ye will. Okay, that's how they are. And they believe that everything you put out comes back to you three ways. I am not a Wiccan. So I am of the opinion that if something comes up and I need to do a spell for it or if I need to do what have you, I will do what I need to do for myself and my loved ones. But I don't do things lightly. Are there spells out there that can harm people? Yes. Do I know how to do them? Yes. Would I teach someone that's new to the craft? Absolutely not. They'll learn it eventually on their own. But it's not something that I advertise. It's not something that I focus on. And it's definitely not something that I will tell just any layman how to do. There's many, many, many different people out there that will take your money and do a spell for someone that's good or bad. And for good or bad, they will do that spell or not. Just take your money and tell you that it's done. Mm -hmm. You can very much do things to people because you have to remember it is all energy and intention. Your perception of reality is your reality. 
And so if you perceive that something is going to happen and you put your willpower into what will happen and you put all of your energy into it, it will happen. So yes, they exist, but I personally feel that it is a last resort, if even a necessary resort. It's not something that I would do ever lightly. Mm. For instance, political views, however you feel, left, right, red, blue, purple, green, orange. Um, When a whole lot of witches in the country wanted to hex Donald Trump, a lot of people stood for it because they wanted to cease him from causing harm. They wanted to bind him from causing harm. Okay? That is a form of spell that can affect someone else. To bind someone from causing harm essentially means to keep them from hurting themselves or anyone else. So a lot of people participated in that across the country. Some people didn't want to participate in that because when you put your energy out into that, that could come back and affect you. Mm -hmm. Also, unless you physically know that person, magic can go awry. You have to have a connection to a specific person or have permission from a specific person for things to work properly because it's that opening of the energy. So say, for instance, if I were to do a spell for you, I would ask your permission and I would say, hey, I want to do this thing for you. Is that okay with you? If it's a hex or something of that nature, you know the person, you can do it. But just understand that it can go awry if you are not skilled enough or practiced enough or focused enough because it has to do with your will, your intention, your focus. Um, And so those people that hexed Donald Trump, some of them put a lot of energy into that and they believed that it worked. Other people think it was a very bad idea because, again, someone you don't know, it's a very powerful public figure, and how do you bind someone from causing harm whose literal job is to decide whether or not we do anything like war-wise or, you know, sign things into law? It's, it's It's not something that is really able to manifest properly right so i've i've heard you know to, to piggyback on what you're saying is you know of course i mean there are you know there are spells that you can do mm-hmm. you know you know to better yourself or you know you know to, to clear your mind um you know like to really advance the positivity in your life and quote unquote evil spells aren't really you know aren't, you know aren't really uh advised right you know because because once again you know, you put it out there, it comes back to you. Yes. So, and of course, I mean, I I try to be a positive person, you know, 24-7 plus one. So, you know, always want to hear about the good things. Yes. You know, so you, so we talked about stones, talked about spells, talked about incense. Um, is there anything else that a beginner should really study on, you know, should really should pick up, you know, that, you know, you know like what they should do, you know, just to start off? Well, I always recommend to people, do what feels right to you. There's so many different paths, so many different ways that you can just express yourself and be true to yourself. It's about being who you truly are inside. And a beginner, I recommend stones. I recommend um, candles because you can do a lot with a candle. You can manifest things. You can burn things. Um, 
you learn about the elements, um, earth, air, fire, water, spirit. You learn about what deities you're called to, if you, if you are called to any. You know, there are so many out there. There's so many different things that you can do within the craft that is a perfectly acceptable and normal way of practicing that may be completely different from what I do. And some people listening to this may disagree with me 100% because their experience is different. Right. And there's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's just your way. And so each new individual person, I just recommend do what feels right to you. Some people use wands for some of their things. It's to direct their energy towards what they're doing. You can do the same with an athame, which is a type of dagger. Um, some people do spell work. Some people don't. Some people pray. Some people don't. Some people work with their ancestors. You know, ancestor magic is a very large part of what a lot of people do and especially if you are of a native tradition whether it be native american or native in europe or anywhere in the world there are native traditions that generally have a lot to do with ancestors um and there are certain things that people do that are culturally um more something that they would be prone to do you know, some cultures have certain things that they have ingrained into them. Other cultures, maybe not. You know, like my family comes from a long line of military people, but um, a long line of people that were sensitive, but just didn't really know what to do with it. And my background is very European, you know, French, German, Polish, English you name it, and a little bit of Native American. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I have a Native American princess in my family, like everyone thinks they do. No, we have a family tree. We pay, we've traced it back. And so I do have a little bit of ancestor work that I do. Not a lot, but a little. And so it's just whatever you feel is right to you. And what's beautiful about it is that it's constantly evolving. You can find something new any day that you find interesting, and you'll just pursue that. Um, a lot of paganism is pursuit of knowledge, and the belief that all things are connected, and that life is beautiful, and that everything is a blessing. Hmm. I like that. So, with that, we're going to conclude part one okay. to this. So, next week, we will get on to part two delve more into stones delve more into <clears throat> sense delve delve more into spells actually okay you know because miss bradley has been tremendous with your knowledge and i definitely want more of our listeners to hear about this well thank you and so once again with the walker ac experience <clears throat> we want to you know want to try new things want to expand our minds we want to become better versions of ourselves each and every single day and when I'm learning, you know, freshly turning 45 with this second life going on, I'm going to continue to open my mind and continue to try new things and, you know, and push the limits, you know, of myself. And I want my listeners to do the same. You know, I mean, you know, whether whether you believe in what Miss Bradley's saying, um, there's always 
you know, room to try new things. There's always room to have that open mind. You know, you know whether you believe in paganism or witchcraft or Wiccan or whatnot, there's always little bits and pieces of knowledge you can take from anything someone says. And that's my challenge to all of you listeners. Try something new. Always try something new. I've always said a million and one times, if you're not doing anything with your life, in my opinion, you're just a meat, you're just a meat with eyes. And, you know, I challenge all of you to do something different. I challenge you to make a podcast. I challenge you to pick up a book, learn something new with candles, stones, scents. Do everything you can. Because you never know, you know, when your time is up on this planet, you never know when your number is being called, so you make the most of it. And so, Miss Bradley, any final words for this episode before we reconvene next week? Well, just keep an open mind. Everyone has their own beliefs, and they're all valid. Everyone's beliefs are valid. Everyone's thoughts are valid. And just keep an open mind and be good to one another. This world is too full of horrible things for us to be awful to each other. Absolutely. I agree. So like I've always said before, let go of the anger, let go of the hate, let go of the bitterness, let go of the past. Take that step, move forward, continue your happiness no matter what you do. If you have an enemy, forgive. You know, if you have an enemy, pick up the phone. If you have an enemy, send a text. Do whatever you can because life is not about misery, not about drama, not about business, not about bitterness. Business, ha! Bitterness <laughs> is about having a good time. And we here at the Walker AC Experience, we have a good time. So as always, you can reach out to us at walkerac76.podbean.com. And of course, you can always find us on Stereo. Download the Stereo app. Find me under at Walker. No, yeah, ha! At Walker AC76. Lost my train of thought. And of course, you can find me on YouTube under Walker Space AC. And don't forget to reach out to us at slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. I have some viewer mail I'll be reading next week, along with the continuation of Miss Bradley's, um, you know, witchcraft paganism, all that fun stuff, and continuing with the open mind theme, and once again, reach out to us, have a good time, enjoy life, and I thank you, Miss Bradley, for this awesome knowledge. Thank you for having me. And and next week, oh, tomorrow, next week, (laughs) we'll continue on with this, because I have so many more questions, and I know my listeners are going to want to learn more as well. I'll be happy to attend. So until next week, this has been the Walker AC Experience. I've been Adrian's, or so I think. And we'll talk to you next week.